Erevin Perk Yud Mishnah Vav, 10.6. This Mishnah has two parts, and in truth, in the Gemara, it actually appears as two separate Mishnahs. The first one says, Lo ya'amod adam bershus hayachid, v'yishte bershus harabim. A person may not stand in a bershus hayachid and drink water that's in a bershus harabim, meaning like there's a cup that is used to drink from, let's say, in the opposite bershus. And similarly, bershus harabim, v'yishte bershus hayachid. Nor may he stand in a public domain and drink water from a private domain. Unless he moves the majority of his body, including his head, into the same rishus that the water is sitting in. And then he could. And the reason for this dindarabanan is we're concerned. We're concerned that if a person we're standing in one rishus and the water in the other rishus and drink from that cup, that he may bring the cup to him. And if he brings the cup to him, as opposed to bringing his mouth to the cup, so then he'll transfer that cup from the one domain to the other domain, and that'll be hotza midoraisa. And therefore we have a dindarabanan, not to allow one to drink water in a different rishus unless he moves the majority of his body over there, in which case we have no longer a concern that he would bring the cup to him. He'll remember because he's over there. Now we have to contrast this Mishnah to the two previous Mishnahs to make sure everything is clear. Two Mishnahs ago in Mishnah Dal, we said that a person could stand in one Rishas and extend his hand to the other Rishas um, to move something over there. Like, for example, reaching your hand in um, to unlock a door or something. You're standing on the outside and the key's on the inside. That you could do. And the reason why that is permitted while this is forbidden is because in the case of, let's say, the key, Mishnah Dalid, you don't need the key. You certainly don't need the key by you. You need the key over there. So moving the key over there in the Rishas Yachid, there's no reason to think you'll pull the key to you and bring it to you over here in the Rishas Arab. In contrast, when you're drinking the water, you want the water for yourself, and you want it where you are. You're just moving your head over. And therefore, there's good reason to think that you could at some point bring the water back to you in the Rishas in which you're standing. And therefore, that's why in our mission is forbidden. So the point is, if you need the object, then, like, for example, the water where you're standing, then you may not do it. If you don't need the object where you're standing, like, for example, the key, then you may do it, reach over across the across the line to the domain. The second case we have to contrast this with is the previous Mishnah, Mishnah In Mishnah we talked about urinating. We said a person may not stand in one um, domain and urinate in the other domain. Here we're, say- <clears throat> Here we're saying a person could stand in one domain and drink in another domain, if his, at least the majority of his body is over there. The, so just to make sure it's clear, when it comes to drinking, as soon as you swallow the water, it's like gone. Halakhli not considered anything anymore. And therefore, not considering it to be traversing to a different domain once you swallow it. Um, even though it's coming to your body, let's say, the, your stomach, if you will, and the other, you know, whatever the story is. But but in the case of Mishnah Hay, when we're talking about urinating or spitting, so once it leaves your body, it has a life all its own. And if you stand in one domain and spit to the other domain, you actually are in, in potentially derisa territory. Here, at most, it's just a derabanan because um, we're concerned to move the cup. But drinking, if you would violate this mission and stand in one domain and drink the water in the other domain, the water going through your body from, so to speak, from the one domain to the other domain would is not an issue. It's just a derabanan unless you move the cup. Okay, that's the first and the Mishnah says, V'chein bagas. The Mishnah says also the same principle applies, V'chein means the same principle applies, when it comes to a wine press. Now, what it means the same principle applies, so there's a machlokas Rav and Abai in the Gemara. The Bartanura learns the Mishnah like Rava, that we have 
left the topic of Shabbos altogether. We're not talking about Hotzah. We're talking about a totally different application, um, which has to do with consuming produce that needs to be tithed prior to taking the various requisite tithes. So the general, and that's the case here in our Mishnah. Generally, the rule is that one must tithe his food before he consumes it, meaning he has to take truma and meiser and so on. However, prior to gemar malacha, finishing the processing of the produce, one is permitted derech arai, by way of like a casual eating, like a, a snack, to partake of some food, just a little bit here and there in a, in a casual way. So that would apply also to drinking grape juice that's been freshly pressed from grapes. When you press from the grapes, they, the wine has not yet been tithed. It's proper to wait and not tithe grapes, but rather tithe wine. Um, so that being the case, the wine is untithed, but one could eat it in a casual way. But the mission you're setting up, that casual way means that you're eating it directly inside or over the wine press. Because if you take the wine from the wine press, out of the wine press, now automatically it's become a more kavua, more... Uh, not no longer casual, more like a fixed way. Wine itself has like a power to be kovea things in general. It's a it's a for, more formal drink, and drink, drink in a more formal drink in a more formal way. And therefore, we say if you want to drink from the wine that's fresh from the press, you got to reach your body over rosh of rubo, most of your body and head to be in the press at the press and drink it over there. Okay, um, there is a some technicalities of of when the gemar malacha happens with the pressing of wine. You can look in. Um, but in short, wherever it is over the press that you have not yet reached Gormalacha for sure, um, so then that's where you have to have your have your body and and uh, most of your body in your head when you're drinking the wine. That's Rava's approach, like I said, and that's how the Bartanur learns. Abaye actually understands that the Vachain means really the same kind of situation where you're drinking wine at a at a um a press, and the concern is that it is Hilcho Shabbos, and the concern is that the since the press is, it's a scenario in which the wine press is a caramelous. So if it's a caramelous, we're still saying you have to put your head and most of your body into the press to drink the water over there. The concern is you'll take the wine out. And the chiddush, according to Abaye, is that even though it's just a caramelous, it's, and therefore there's no chance of it, so they're abundant, yet they still forbade it. Okay? You can learn the Gemara more to see. It's done over there. That's the first part of the Mishnah, and that's where the one Mishnah that stands alone by itself in the Gemara on Sadi Tesamat Aleph. Then on Sadi Tesamat Base, we have a new Mishnah in the Gemara, but here it's combined to a single Mishnah in our, in our case, and therefore it's a whole new topic here. We're talking here about drinking water that's flowing off of the roof. So just make sure the picture is clear. In the time of the Mishnah, their rooftops were flat um, and like covered in plaster. And the plaster, of course, was there to keep the water from flooding in, inside the house, like dripping inside the house. But you don't want the water to pool on top of the roof or you'll still get leaks. So you have to have like a drainage system. So there are basically two methods, basic methods, for draining one's roof to make sure the water doesn't pool. The first way is uh, you have lots of like little tiny spouts that lead off throughout the length of the roof onto a like a gutter that traverses the whole length of the side of the house, and then from the gutter, it pours off onto the ground below. Now, you want the gutter to be at an angle in such a way that it, when it pour, the water pours off from the roof, you don't want it to 
you want it to be a distance from the walls. That's the point here. Because if water be running down your walls, you'd get water damage on the side of your walls, potentially water damage to your foundations of your walls, and therefore you want to sort of expel the water at a greater distance as possible. So one technique is to have that like the trough tray that goes along the side of the whole side of your roof and it's collecting the water as it, it drains off and then it, it, it pours it off at a distance. That's called a mazchila. Zochel is to like um, modern Hebrew zochalim are like um, insects. But zochel is like the creepy crawly, like creeping crawl on the ground. The water that like kind of flows creepy crawly on the along a wall or on the ground is like zochel. So like the parts of okay, so we're looking at like zochel afar, the same thing like creepy crawl on the ground. So the water kind of creepy crawls on your walls, and therefore it's called the mazchila. It causes it to crawl elsewhere. Um, the water. That's the first technique. Um, the second technique is to have the actual rooftop itself be. Um, at an angle. Like when you put the plaster on, you angled it in such a way that it all kind of flows to one corner of the roof. And then from that corner, you can have like a single kind of like escape pipe or drainage pipe, um, which will take the water down and then and then angle it away from the house. Like it comes out a bit of a distance from the side of the house, that single pipe. Um, it'll be, have to be more than three tefachim, you'll see in the Mishnah. And then, and then it like sort of, again, ejects all the water at a distance away from the house, protecting the walls and the and the foundations from, from water damage. So the question is, can you collect water from these different drainage systems on Shabbos, where the house is Rosh Yachid, obviously, and outside the house is potentially Rosh Hashanah? So the Mishnah says, Kolet adam A person can catch the water, like in the air as it's flowing, from the mazchila, from the drainage trough, the, the the water collection tray on the side of the house as it's f- pouring it at a distance away from the house. You can catch the water in the air and um, and drink it. When it comes to the drainage pipe, the single pipe running down the side of the house, you can drink it which will translate correctly as in any way you like. Not any place, but any way you like. So we have to unpack this sentence. It's not as a first theme necessarily. The Lamata Masar Tfachim, the beneath tent Tfachim, is really coming only to address the, the pipe case. Okay? So when it comes to the the um the mazchila, that the trough on the side of the house, so um that trough is like considered to be a, a part of the house, and therefore potentially was just hayachid itself. Um it can be or tzvachim across even and be a proper shosiyachet or just be an adjunct to the house. The point is, one would never be allowed to drink the water directly from that trough, um, or like to attach a, like to say, a cup to the edge of the trough where it's where it's draining, um, because they need to be collecting water and transporting or collecting water in their shosiyachet and like transporting directly to shosarabim. So that would be definitely no good, um, and that would be that would be that would be a problem. Uh, so we're saying you can catch it in the air. If you catch it in the air, so now it's no longer the water is no longer in the attached to the house in any way. It's flowing around, and therefore when you collect it, you're just collecting water all to itself. Now, if the if the as the missioner reads explicitly, if it's below ten tefachim, you have the water already in the rishus so you're catching water in rishus rabim, drinking rishus rabim, nothing can go wrong. That's going to be fine. Just catch it in the air as opposed to detaching the cup of your mouth to the muskila itself at the at the 
on the tray on the trough, which is you know part of the building. Um, but the truth is, even above ten tefachim, it would also be just fine because above ten tefachim in the air, not even rishus it's a makom patur, and transferring from makom patur to rishus is no problem. So catching the water in the air is no problem, um, whether you are below or above ten tefachim. The below ten tefachim part is really going on that sinor, the pipe that's the single pipe that's draining down the side vertically down the side of the building. So there, um, as long as you're below ten tefachim, uh, so then we'll say that you. You can not only catch the water in the air that flows off, but you can even um, attach like a kli, like a cup or your mouth to that pipe and drink directly. The reason why is because since the single pipe is going to be angled away from the house and the mouth of the pipe where the water is coming out of is going to be more than three tefachim away from the side of the building. So therefore, you will not have a situation of... It, at This to three tefachim is not considered anymore part of the building. It's not lavud attached and part to the building, it's a separate thing all to itself. And if you're at a distance of more than tefach away from the building, so essentially you have this pipe, which is part of the Rishos Aram, it's not Rishos Yachr anymore, it's a single small pipe, um, and it's a distance of, of uh, three tefach, no, no connection anymore to the building, and you're drinking from the pipe in the Rishos Aram, so that's going to be just fine, no problem. Above ten tefachim, there is a potential problem. Even though it's true that that um, at above ten tefachim, you would, if you're the pipe as a distance of three tefachim away from the side of the building, you're not considered rishus yachid anymore. Um, there is a potential problem. The potential problem is if the pipe were four by four tefachim in width and length, and it's above ten tefachim off the ground, so then it actually would have a status of a carmelis, the pipe, and to attach your mouth or the cup directly to the end of the pipe. That drainage pipe would be a caramelist. You're transferring from the caramelist to Rosh Hashanah. That's, of course, forbidden. And therefore, we have a dindarabanan, a gazera, that you cannot go drinking from that pipe if it's above 10 tefach from the ground, lest you have a pipe that's so big that it has the status of a caramelist. Although in normal circumstances, the truth is, since the pipes aren't normally 4 by 4 tefachim, um, it, would, it wouldn't be a problem. In all events, you certainly could drink from the pipe if you don't attach your mouth or your cup to the pipe and just catch it in the air, even above ten tefachim, because that's certainly no worse than the previous case of the of the tray.